Hey, hey, what you doing? Playing video games, rolling your Dungeons and Dragons dice, going to conventions? Nerd. It's not nice. I agree. Let's get digitally distracted. Right, I am Game Dave, joined as always by Gerald. And today we're going to be talking about that gamer stigma. You know the gamer stigma. I know. You know the uh, the nerds. Yes. The geeks. The dweebs <laughs> is another one that, that you would hear. And we're just going to kind of go through what that's been like for you, if you think that experience is the same now. So we're going to just talk about that gamer stigma a little bit and. Uh, Probably mostly what we hate about it. Okay. Because I, I think it's ridiculous. So, to start off, sir, to start off, were you ever called a nerd, geek, or dweeb, or anything like that growing up? No, no. I actually did a really good job of keeping that part of my life hidden. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I actually did a really good job of being uh, really popular and cool <laughs> growing up, so I never had to worry about that. <laughs> okay, so, so you kept... So you hid yeah. your interests. Yeah. yeah. Okay. From your so, friends, from your family, from who? Um from well, from the vast majority of I guess acquaintances because okay. my friends were um similarly inclined. Exactly. And my parents and family, they really didn't understand like D&D and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but they never really gave me a hard time about it. Was D&D like that was your big Geekdom yes. or nerddom? Yes, yes. So, um, actually, that was a that was a big skeleton in my closet. Uh, even up until five years ago or so, when I was still in the dating scene, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know. So that's not something you would bring. Up. Oh no, I would that's not. That's not first date. Conversation? I would not lead with that. <laughs> hey, um, you want to you want to get a side salad with that? Also, um, <laughs> check out this twenty sided die. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Don't you just love rolling characters? <laughs> yeah, aren't you just, just love that? I could just create characters all afternoon. How do you feel about random number cubes? <laughs> <laughs> That's a technical term. Right. Technical term. Yeah. So D&D, &D, interesting. So that was your main kind of uh, nerdy pull. Mm -hmm. When did you get into D&D? &D? Uh, I think it was... I was pretty... Well, I guess I wasn't late to the game, but I, I'd say it was... But you did start with advanced... Right? I did. Or I did. Second edition. Well, that's actually not true. I started with D and D, which I think was was closer to first edition. Okay. Um. So you started a little more OG. Than, I did. Than I even did. Advanced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, how many like were these people you went to school with that you played with your fellow geeks and geekettes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were friends I went to school with. All, actually, yeah, all of them um, were friends. Um, and then even as sort of my like friend group kind of changed over time, um, I was fortunate enough to find other people that played. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually even now I still play with, uh, my best friend from high school. Okay. Yeah. Now did you, did they also hide 
that sort of interest? Like, let's say you're at school. Mm-hmm. We're say, we're talking high school, middle school? High school. This was high school. Okay, so high school, very intense time yeah. for a young mind. Right. Especially when it comes to things like that. See, my experience is probably going to be a little bit different, but we'll okay. get into mine later. Yeah, okay? I'm, I'm curious to hear we'll that. We'll get to my embarrassment later. So for you, um, you probably had a different experience in high school in, in just the general age of that time. Right. Because it would have been, we were, we're talking, what, 90s? Yeah. Okay. So when you were at school, did you guys discuss your nerdy interests oh, like no. Dungeons and no, Dragons? No, 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 So no, you didn't no. even talk about it with no, them at school? No, 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 no. Not no. even your best bud? Nope. It wouldn't nope. come up at all? Nope. Wow. That's, yep. that's wow. Yep. Wow. That, we kept that. <laughs> kept it on the down low. Super secret, yeah. So this was like an after school. Yes, weekend. Weekends. Yep. Yep. And, then we, and then we were all about it. Like, we do it. Um, all day on like the Saturday and mm-hmm. and yeah, you know. get up early to play Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, exactly. And then um, one of my buddies, we'd we'd pull like all nighters. We'd make like a big deal of this because mm-hmm. you know it was staying up all night in in high school. It's I don't know. It's still kind of a big deal, I guess. Super typical. That that was. I mean, we did it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like we would just play you know D and D all night until the wee hours of the morning, and it mm-hmm. was just it's a good time. Like we still talk about it. How like yeah. how much of a blast that was. Wow, yeah. I, I even did that later on. Mm-hmm. I was still staying up super late after high school mm-hmm. in our Dungeons & Dragons sessions because we started a little bit later. So the how many people were sort of in your your nerd cult? Okay, so the first nerd cult um, was... Very serious. Right? Yeah. Well, the first nerd cult, <laughs> the first one. Right. Um, I think including myself, they've all been pretty small. The first one, including myself, was four people. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was actually only two people, including myself. So we had a really small party. Yeah. Um, but it still worked out really well. You know, I mean, they say you need like a minimum of, of three people. That's not true. You know, I just did it with me and my best friend. And mm-hmm. man, we, we had a blast. Um, now, were you seen at school? Obviously, you were hiding this. Yes. This nerdy interest. Yes. But so no one really saw you. And did you hang out with him a lot at school? You know what? Uh, actually, not so much in school. We had a lot of different classes. Okay, so it was that's so even more so why you guys hung out so much outside of school because exactly. you barely saw each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. the The first group of friends they were a year behind me. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, ha- two of them were, and then my uh, my best bud. Later on, we were just in different classes, so we really didn't see each other except for maybe a little bit over lunch, and that was it. So you don't think you were ever seen as? a nerd or a dork or a geek no. in high school. No. Interesting. No. I don't know if I was. <laughs> do I? <laughs> well, what about gaming like in the digital distraction realm? Mm-hmm. Did, were you into gaming as much you back know, then? I wanted to be, but the only system I had was growing up was the NES. So just the normal, just the 8 bit mm-hmm. Nintendo. So you never went past the Super Nintendo and so right. on. I wanted I wanted those systems, mm-hmm. um but I either, you know, I did I never got them as gifts and I couldn't afford them on my own. So it wasn't until I think my first next generation system was the PS2. And that's when I bought myself. I could see a lot of the the younger audience out there starting with the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. I remember the first friend of mine who was he was younger than me. He, the first friend of mine, uh, Zach. If you're watching, you know Zach. Zach, I know Zach. So I think I 
Zach will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe his first console was the PlayStation 2. And I remember the night we were talking about games and I was starting to get back into collecting again because I, you know, I went back and forth. That that's a whole topic talking about <laughs> giving up gaming and coming back to games. Yeah, I'd like to actually hear that. That's a that's sure oh, that's a it's a story. That's oh, a journey it is right there. Heartbreak, all kind like literal heartbreak. drama. There's some drama. There's there. drama. That that's that'd be like a tenth episode special. <laughs> it's that bad. And Zach was like, "Yeah, my first console was the PlayStation Two, I think." And I was like, "What? Huh?" I was just like so blown away by that right. because it's late to the game. It seemed so back then that seemed like the PS4 now. Right. Or the Xbox One mm-hmm. X, mm-hmm. whatever it's called now. Yeah, that that really blew my mind. You know, again, that was my probably second or third nerd group. The third nerd group. But when I was growing up, I don't recall, especially not like elementary school or middle school, I don't really remember the terms nerd being thrown around or geek do you i don't do you remember were there kids in school that were known as the nerds or geeks yes so there were yeah what about those kids let's we'll we'll talk what high school we're gonna talk high school yeah what about those kids did people zone in on as being part of the nerd atmosphere well one of the things actually was D D. Wow, so you no, right. were self-hating in a well, roundabout no, 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 way. No, 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 I, maybe a little bit. Because you were just leaving them to be. Right, right. They weren't good enough to be in your D&D group. Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> Break it down. Right. So, I didn't understand D&D initially. Like, I wanted to um, learn more about it. And but I didn't know anyone who played it at the time. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's Dungeons and Dragons. I think is this kind of game again, off topic. Right. It's so we got. Mm, that's gonna have to be soon. We'll talk about <laughs> it. This happens every time. But that's the kind of thing where I don't know of a lot of people who got into Dungeons and Dragons because they went and bought the player's handbook right. and just get and read about it. Right. It was always this other figure that pulls you into it, or you're always on the outside and they pull you in. So we gotta. Whoever that source was for everybody's D and D experience, right. they're crushing it because I, that was how it was for me. Like I had never heard of it, mm-hmm. and I was playing all these games inspired by Dungeons and Dragons on the PC and other right. things. And I was like, "Wait, this is where it all kind of came from!" Right? And it blew my mind. So I remember um, with an acquaintance, actually, in in one of our classes, like we were trying. I think we had like a free period or something, mm-hmm. a study hall. Yeah, and we called? were trying to figure it out and like making it work and i remember this girl came up and she's like yes yeah, you're did. not doing that oh dungeons and dragons blah 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 and i was like no of oh, course it, not shut it of down. course not you of know of course not and what are you doing tonight and that right and that's <laughs> when that was one of the first experiences where i was like okay if i'm gonna pursue this hobby i gotta you know no, no, so this is the shove it down right so you were you were sort of the the quintessential uh unknown nerd the covert yes, nerd i was the covert nerd covert absolutely nerd. i i was the type of kid in school um class clown mm-hmm. i had a, a lot of i knew a ton of people um a lot of acquaintances i can totally see that because knowing your personality now i don't think it's probably changed much right from when you were in high school and i i can see that you would have been somebody that Gets conversations going right easy to talk to mm-hmm. uh, got along with most everyone exactly despite 
your hidden deep right. dark Co- covert yep. skeletons, yep. your red skeleton <laughs> in the closet. Yeah, that's man, very different. Yeah. Very different for me. So you kept it hidden. When did you and you said it wasn't until like maybe five years ago or so that you started to kind of let that seep into yeah. your everyday? I think probably because I'm I'm now very, very comfortable with who I am. And I know that that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hobby, just like it's, anything else is yeah, a hobby. It doesn't define you, but it's a part of you. Oh, absolutely. And and I actually sure. I I um see it. I used to see it as a, a negative aspect. Like this is kind of my dirty little secret. And now I see it as something really positive. Like I attribute a lot of my creativity and ability to to be a writer to D&D. Like those were my first experiences and and when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life um as a lot of us often really wrestle with that question like you know what am I good at and what am I really passionate about and you know I love D&D. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it for decades. And I thought, you know what? I I've actually been cuz I, you know, DM and GM yep. the vast majority of the time. We're starting up a Fate campaign. Yes. Uh very soon, but ugh. We'll save that. We'll save that. It's uh, the show is slowly just becoming. How many topics can we come up right, with right. during the episode? But um, so yeah, so I, you know, it dawned on me that I'd been creating stories and writing yeah. pretty much my whole life, and I'm like, that's that's what I want to do. Also crazy. That is a topic from the master list of topics about how gaming influences who you are today. So, wow. Well, annotate that. Yeah. Click, click, click on that episode because right. we'll get to it. So with when it comes to D&D, that was your big geek push. And here's the thing. I totally understand why you would hide it because I think the stigma for that kind of interest was way worse in the early 90s, yes. late 80s. I mean, remember late 80s, Dungeons & Dragons was considered by most adults yes evil yep and that's something kids probably did have to hide and not just because it was seen as nerdy because almost now i think nowadays if your kids are into nerdy things i think your parents would be proud like oh thank goodness he's into nerdy stuff nerdy popular culture gonna be smart he's gonna be able to take care of me when i'm in a home he'll have all that money because he's a nerd but i think back in the day 80s, early 90s, even mm-hmm. it kind of bled into it where this nerdy culture was not as accepted as it is now. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's still fair to say that there might be some households still where um, if the parents were more inclined to do something else, whether it's, you know, athletically speaking mm-hmm. or, or something else. And depending on who their parents right, were, right. that that bloodline down. Right. Of, we're if, all, we're all, we, we play sports. That's yeah, what we do. Exactly. So they might still, you know, if you want to, you know, if you'd rather be reading books or doing D&D or whatever, that still might be an issue for people and kids. But I would agree with you and say, by and large, it's much, much, much more accepted nowadays. Mm-hmm. Than it was when we were growing up, because yeah. nowadays people really don't think of D and D as being evil or satanistic or whatever. No, and that was a huge thing for a long time. There yes. were campaigns yes. to shut it down. Yep. So, it, and it's so funny to me when you have done it and you know what it is, how ridiculous that is. That people were like, "Oh, it's it's so evil." It's like really these these kids are just doing imaginative stories right. and. Being super nerdy. I think part of the problem is, though, that that um, back when we were, you know, 13, 14, 12, whatever, 
you it was very difficult to explain to other people what D D was, especially oh, yeah. like the parents. Like if you didn't sit down mm-hmm. for at least like a two hour session, you you have no idea. No. You have absolutely no idea because all they do is pull out little pieces mm-hmm. and those little pieces will define what their worldview is of something. Right. And they do the same thing with video games. Yep. Because you'll have these older people usually mm-hmm. no offense to the older people because there's some awesome older people it's out there. true but there there is this sect of people that will pick out just a couple things from a genre of interest or entertainment mm-hmm. like video games mm-hmm. and they'll hyper focus on them because they don't understand it and in a way try to shut it down and it comes right to violence in video games which continues to be a thing mm-hmm. where it's like if it's not understood which i think is the main gamer stigma or right. nerd stigma is that if it's not understood, it must be bad. So how can we influence everyone else to see how bad it is? Right. So then you have things like, oh, well, in this game, you punch people in the face. Therefore, that's the reason everybody punches people in their faces. Right. Because of video games. Right. Because, like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take the time to understand this interest. So I'm going to pick one little thing out of it. And demonize it. Right. And that's what happened with Dungeons and Dragons. They took a couple little things like magic. Magic. Because magic. Spells. You know, and it's it's fantasy. It's not this this demo, true demonic thing. Right. But they pull these little pieces that, um, you know, more conservative families would see as demonic things mm-hmm. and hyper focus on those to turn it into something that they don't have to understand because they're going to shut it down. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing with this stigma about being nerds and geeks and gamers for the adults back in the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then when you get to kids and the whole aspect of fitting in, I think I'm way, way more happy with the fact that I was in a group that was nerdy because I did fit in somewhere. Mm -hmm. And most people would on the outside would be like, oh, those all those kids don't fit in. Yeah, they're a bunch of geeks those. and nerds. Yep. And I'm like, they don't fit in. Our group is way bigger than your popular group. Right. We're fitting in way better than you are. Right. When it comes to the percentage of people in my our group. Sure. So that's the whole thing of popularity and all that stupid stuff mm-hmm. that you deal with in high school. Mm-hmm. Now I really enjoyed high school, despite not being in what would be considered a classic 90s mm-hmm. or early 2000s popularity style. Did, now, were there a lot of cliques in your high school? Oh, yeah, there always are. Sure, you know? yeah. But th- were they more like the classic jock group? Yeah. And the nerd group? Yeah. Well, now, was there a difference between nerds and geeks back then? Because I think now there is. Right. But w- did you notice a difference between these nerd groups and geek groups? No. No? no. Well... The dictionary defines <laughs> a nerd. Okay. So I was like, you know, I just want to see what the, what the current dictionaries are saying to define it. Because it's very difficult to define those terms. Right. Because most people would say, oh, nerd and... They're synonymous. Geek. Yeah, they're interchangeable. Right. This is sort of how they're seen now, I guess, according to the internet, which we all know is right all the time. Right. A nerd would be a foolish or contemptible person who lacks social skills... Or is boringly studious. Boringly studious. Or it could be a single-minded expert in a particular technical field. So generally, they're they're kind of saying that a nerd... Is a subject matter expert, basically. Could be. (laughs) 
but it has to be a technical field. Uh huh. So you're thinking nerd. Oh, computer nerd. And then that big thing that makes me mad. Almost said another word there. Lacks social skills. Mm-hmm. You didn't lack social skills. It's true. And you were you were hardcore for I that was. era. That's hardcore nerd. Yeah. But your social skills were fine. Yeah. You know, my social skills for the most part were fine. But we we can get into sort of my path and nerddom a little bit later because it's 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 tricky. It's weird to I haven't thought about it since. It's a I, winding path. Huh? As I started prepping for this episode, you know what minimal prep we do. I was just it brought back all this stuff of like trying to think about when I saw myself as a nerd. Right. Because you might not have even, in high school, you might have been like, no, I'm not a nerd. No. I like this, but I'm not a nerd. That's exactly, that was my mindset. Yeah, and that's my thinking of, when did I start to say, I'm a nerd? And when did I start to say, yeah, I'm a nerd? Right. And own it and take ownership of right. it. Because nerd is the easy term to use. Mm-hmm. Rarely would it be like, oh yeah, I'm a geek. Mm-hmm. But if we look here at the definition for geek, supposedly, and this will just change as time goes, I'm sure. Geek, apparently, is an unfashionable or socially inept person. So, similar, mm-hmm. worded differently. Or, a carnival a carnival performer. <laughs> Sorry, it's just wow. so ridiculous. A carnival performer who performs wild or disgusting acts. We'll get into why that is a little bit later. I was going to say, I've never heard of that usage before. Now, it could also be a person who has excessive enthusiasm for and some expertise about a specialized subject Okay, so you're, you're geeking out on something. Yeah, so that's the impression I'm getting, that nerd is this, your classic, super smart, in, very intelligent, technically-minded uh, person right. who is a little socially awkward. And it's a, sort of an expert in a technical field, maybe like computers. Right. Whereas they're saying that a geek is someone who could be socially inept, unfashionable. I don't know why I throw that, that out there. But that it's that seems to be more focused on the excessive enthusiasm right. for something cultural, like pop culture things. Or nostalgia, the big word, nostalgia. Nostalgia is so huge now. Right. Nothing's new. Everything has to be old. Yep. And it's all nostalgia for things that would have been super nerdy yep. in the 80s and 90s. Yep. And now we have nostalgia for it. Like, oh, it's amazing. It's like, but if you lived through it, mm-hmm. you were like an outcast. Yeah, it's true. But now it's like, oh, yeah, get you got to get some Power Rangers pop Funko vinyl figures. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, oh. if you were collecting Woo. Power Ranger Pop vinyl figures, you would have been seen oh as a wacko. Like, Ostracized. Oh, that's yeah. creepy Oscar who lives down the street right? with all his action figures right? that he collects. Now, I don't know. I think everybody probably has a, an action figure as an adult somewhere right. sitting on their table. Right. I have too many. I have so <laughs> many I had to put some in store. <laughs> so I, and, or like a, an adult, a grown, a grown A man <laughs> having a stuffed animal. Yeah. I've got some, I got some stuffed animals right there. There's a cactuar right there. There's a black mage right there. Yep. There's a chickadoo chocobo over there. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm not like embarrassed. By no, it. right. But I, I think I would have been if I was an adult in the early 90s and late 80s. Yeah. And, but now that's the thing. Nostalgia is king. Right. In the world that we're sort of living in. And that's, so the internet likes to say, or at least Merriam-Webster likes to say that geeks are the ones that are obsessed 
and enthusiastic over some subculture, which could be gaming or Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, 80s movies or horror films. You could be a geek for horror films. Right. You know, right. But you might not see a horror fanatic the same way you'd see a gamer right. or a computer nerd. Right. So you've got nerd, you've got geek. I still think they're interchangeable. I would agree with that. I mean, you're splitting hairs at that point. Exactly. I, I agree. So growing up, you did not take on that persona. Not that it has to be a persona. Right. Like you said, it doesn't have to define who I am, right. that I'm into nerdy things. I'm not really a nerd. But today, Gerald, would you say confidently, proudly that you are a nerd? Or would you just say, oh, I'm just, I have some nerdy hobbies? I'd probably say, I have some nerdy hobbies. So you're, you'd still wouldn't yeah, say. Yeah, still. Okay. Yeah. I would I would probably confidently say I'm I geek out on things uh-huh. a lot. And I probably would say I'm nerdy. You know, but I don't think it's because of the classic tropes of, oh, he's got glasses, must be a nerd. Right. Because that's what it was in the eighties and oh nice glasses nerd, four <laughs> eyes, nerd. Way to go having to have good vision. <laughs> like it was a big thing, like, oh, I'm a nerd because I have to wear glasses because mm-hmm. genetically I have poor vision that right. makes me a nerd it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and now i feel like everybody wears glasses yep there's there's kids that wear fake glasses to school right Do you know about this yep yep it's ridiculous they get these these fashion Sty- lenses yep style styles um stylish frames yeah they get these frames and they wear them to school yep as a fashion statement yep my first pair of glasses were not a fashion statement. <laughs> I started wearing glasses, in, I think, seventh grade. I had to get my first pair because it was a little fuzzy, mm-hmm. a little fuzzy. It was mm-hmm. slight. And I'm like, oh, I think you're going to need glasses. In my family, we are glasses wearers. We pretty much all need glasses in my family. And uh, I wasn't going to do the contacts thing. Never will. I'm not touching these eyeballs. Right. Okay. That's something a jock would do. <laughs> a jock would be touching his, <laughs> his eyeballs. So I got these, and they were like just that '80s, the yeah. big, the big, and which are actually in style now. Here's the thing, Gerald. I was about to, yeah, you go in the direction I was thinking. Okay. They were like these big things, like oh yeah, and that's like the style now. These were so out of style then <sighs> that they would still be out of style now, wow. even with all the big ridiculous ones, because wow. they were just the ugliest things. I don't know if it was the insurance situation where it's like, all right, so here's all the glasses. Now, your family, you guys can afford one of these two. So you can have these well, really ugly ones. They're in the shoebox. Well. <laughs> well, that's how, they, that's how the truck drops them off. Right. Or you can wear these ones, which are for, for ladies. So your choice, <laughs> your choice. And I, I hated them. And I, I was that kid in school that that was my first experience with the nerd st- stigma. Stigma, right. Where... I had my glasses case and I kept it with me in my book bag. Mm. And unless I would hope, I was that kid hoping to God, the sweet, buttery Jesus, help me. I want to sit at the front. Please assign my seat at the front so I can see the board. Right. Because if I was, I like my vision wasn't super bad back then. Like I could see it was a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy. But if I was sitting in the middle or back rows of you had class, to pop them out. I was like, oh man. Yeah. And there were classes where I didn't wear glasses, and there would be classes where I had to wear glasses. And in you know seventh and eighth grade, that's when you started changing. You know, you weren't in one home room all day, right? 
So there were kids who thought I wore glasses, and there were kids who thought I didn't wear glasses. That's funny. Because depending on where I sat in the class. Right. And guess what? In the classes where I sat in the back, guess what I was considered? Nerd. A nerd. Wow. That's interesting. Mind-blowing. Something so stupid and simple determined so what i was how did that mess with your head so like oh yeah i hated wearing glasses yeah hated it absolutely hated it so i rarely would wear them wow and i can recall i think it was seventh grade science class probably biology yes as i had this teacher and i love this man he was awesome he was he was Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. For biology. Wow. He was so cool. Mr. Canyon. And I love that guy. He was so cool. He was super nice. He knew what he was talking about. This mm-hmm. is seventh grade science. Right. But to me, he seemed like he he is a science guy. <laughs> right. He probably hangs out with Bill Nye. Like, and I <laughs> he got me really interested in science, which I didn't pursue right. in a career, but I was really into science. And he did this crazy thing, which was good. And bad for the nerd stigma. Hmm. He posted your grades publicly, but not publicly. So what he did in this science class, he would post in order from highest grade to lowest grade, and he would update these every week. He was a dedicated teacher. He was awesome. Mm -hmm. And every week he would update your total grades, all your assignments and everything, tests, and would post your current overall class letter grade with your number in or percentage in a list on the wall when you would come in and you could see it. But to protect anonymity, mm-hmm. everybody had a code that they were assigned. Oh. So it would say code number 64321 has an 83%, so on and so forth. Here's the problem with that system. When you're the only kid with glasses that sits in the back, that answers all the questions. Okay, but I was still a pretty quiet kid, though. I was a quiet kid. I was not Mr. Social in middle school. It's pretty quiet. And here's the thing. We got to go even further back. This is a good one. Strap in. (laughs) If you're in the car, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) I went to elementary school, public school. Okay. Public school. You were a public school guy all the way. I was, yep. I was a hybrid. I'm a hybrid boy. Because I did elementary school. Mm-hmm. Then I did two years of homeschooling. Oh, you know, I vaguely remember that. And then I went back to school for seventh through high school, back to public school. So I did two years of homeschooling, like in the middle, mm-hmm. which is weird. Mm-hmm. And because I was such an independent kid, you know, playing games and RPGs and things like that, I moved really quick. So mm. I just did my homeschool work independently. I wasn't like in a group right, homeschool right, right, thing. Right. So I zoomed through the material fairly quickly and then when you go back which i didn't know i mean most people probably wouldn't know this back then when you go back to public school after homeschooling nowadays i think homeschooling is seen as like this it still has that sort of sheltered mindset but you kind of have this illusion that kids that are homeschooled are smarter right right would you say that that's a stigma another stigma stigma too many stereotypes yeah i'd agree with that and i don't think that's accurate because I think there's people who are way worse in certain subjects that homeschooled because they don't have the proper setting Interesting. to grow. Because some people cannot learn the way I learned in homeschool. Some people need that group atmosphere. They need that one-on-one mm. professional teacher. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like Not all parents should be teaching. That's true. 
the actual subjects. And back then, when you would return to public school, the school I went to, homeschoolers were seen as, oh, they're not doing what we're doing. So they didn't know where to place me. Hmm. So when I got back to school, that was the time where they were doing big words coming at you. Homogeneous grouping. Huh. So if we think about what that means, same right. grouping. Right. So all the smart kids were in the same class. Mm. All the average kids were in the same class. That's what they call it. All that. the lower learners were in the same class. Nowadays, it's heterogeneous where they, they mix it up. So you have a couple smart kids. You got a couple on the lower end. You know, it's all about mixing and match. So everybody feels good about themselves. I didn't I didn't realize that. See, back in my day, they were still doing the homogeneous. Yeah, everything was yep. separated. Yep. Yeah, so it was all the kids were on the same level yep. in each group, which has its benefits, has its negatives, at least right. according to modern society. Right. So when I came back and they were trying to figure out, what's how are we going to group this kid? We have no data. He was homeschooled. So what they do, they put me in what most kids knew was the dumb class. Right. It was known as the dumb class. So I had this weird thing where I'm this relatively smart kid. Maybe I wasn't smart. Maybe I just knew the material because I was so ahead. Mm -hmm. So I was this nerd in the dumb class. <laughs> so when Mr. Canyon put up. I feel like that's a book. That's yeah, a, there's a story smart there. Smart kid in the dumb class. <laughs> <laughs> so when I we would come in and you would see the list of kids and their scores, you would see 99A, and then second place would be a C. Wow. Wow. So, and it was a C, 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 Ds, and then an F or two. Right. And everybody knew, I mean, they weren't that dumb. They weren't, <laughs> they had common sense. The kids were like, that's David. Because, you know, I was gamer David back then. I wasn't Dave yet. Uh -huh. like, that's David. That's David's score. He he's on the top, and I was on top every single week because wow. I just knew the material, right? And I was really interested in it. And then it, it got to the point where halfway through the school year, Mr. Canyon, my man, mm -hmm. was like, "Yeah, if Samuel L. Jackson was a teacher, it was him. Mm -hmm. So cool. Shaft is your teacher. Right. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's probably not <laughs> ideal, actually. <laughs> probably not good for seventh grade. <laughs> and uh, he he went to the um, the principals and everybody, and they're like, "Look." Right. David, we gotta we gotta move him up. He's this is we're wasting his time, right? Being in this level, because that's the thing. He would give me material different than what the rest of the oh, class. Oh, really? Did because I was way ahead, and you're still getting A's. Yeah, yeah. So right. then, so they moved me to the smart class. So it was weird. I got this experience, and I hated it. I hated when he moved me hmm. with the other. And again, smart is a relative term. I don't know. They just were getting the grades. I don't know if they were all that smart. Gotcha. I'm with you. Okay. I don't know if douches are smart, because that's what the class was full of. <laughs> and that they were smart, and they knew they were smart. Right. So they were all jerks. They weren't the nerds that I like, right. or the geeks that I care about. They were these... Well, now, now I'm about to stereotype. Right. They were like these rich kids, had everything handed to them. Popular. Popular. They were like the nerdy, the smart jocks, mm -hmm. which was sort of an interesting thing back then. These right. smart jocks. Because in like the early 90s and 80s, you think the jocks like the big meathead. Right. It's like, yeah, football. Right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, is that what they sound like? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't know much about the sports. I try. And then 
but really it wasn't that way as these smart kids were like the jocks but right they were like the smart kids that had to show off hmm. they were showy smart kids and that was most of the kids in this class when i got moved into it and i despise it because i was like can i go back with my dumb friends because right. they were all nice to me maybe they were just trying to get my answers but, <laughs> but but we got a lot like i loved being in that class it was such a different atmosphere it was slow paced it felt independent uh-huh. and everything in this smart group was so fast it was like boom 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 and really competitive right yeah it was super competitive yep. and they didn't even have a, a board of scores right. in that class it was really right. frustrating so that was like my first real experience with oh i'm outed as a nerd to the point where i mean i mean mr canyon didn't realize what he ended up doing right but he then in a way i got plucked out of that that nerd culture and put in with what a bunch of nerds would be considered, and it was not the same. I was I didn't mesh with that group wow. at all. So I actually became quieter hmm. once I got moved, and I just I kind of like balled yeah. up, and I was like, nope, this is all right. I'm just gonna get through the day and go home. Right. Just wait for high school. Wow, yeah, that's unfortunate. It was very rough. Yeah. I'd wear my glasses every day in that class too, because wow. <laughs> I had a further back seat. Right. Yeah. So that was my Man, <laughs> very that's... sorry for the long, long life story of how I ended up getting back into public school, but the nerd thing and that it bugged me so much that the nerd stigma was awesome when I was in that lower end class. Mm -hmm. Cause it, it, and I didn't feel like, you know, I wasn't like show offy. I was just in this group and I really liked the kids despite our grade difference. It didn't matter. Right. And they didn't, they didn't call me a nerd. Right. But they were like, oh, yeah, David's a smart kid. Yeah, man, I want to sit. Can I sit next to David? You know, when he would, like, switch seats right, around. Because right. they wanted to be in my group, like, when we worked on stuff. Right. Because I could lead them, and we would, you know, probably help them. Right. And then when I went to this other club, it was awful. I didn't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. They were just, what did I say? Douchey. They were just douchey about it. That's the technical term. Yeah. it's. I am, um, yeah, I, I, I've had some classes like that, too. And uh, I actually didn't move up into those classes until later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably high school. And it was very competitive. Yeah. I'm the type of person that's more collaborative and is kind of a team player. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was very much, you know, you're trying to, like, stand out and get to the head of the class and trying to be the best all the time. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really thrive on that. So, some people do. And that's that's their... Arena, it just wasn't mine. Yeah, it's so funny that it felt less competitive when there were grades on the wall. That is interesting. Then when I got put into this group where all these kids were like, man, I remember, this will be the last part, and then I'll stop, I will stop. But it just made me so mad. Like, it was a defining moment Clearly, my understanding of personalities. And that's where, like, this nerd stigma, when somebody would be like, ah, would it go nerd? In my mind, I think of those kids Mm. that would have been considered, like, nerdy because they were smart and how kind of rude they were. And I'm like, mm-hmm. nerds aren't like that. Nerds are nice. Right. But again, that's me stereotyping in the reverse. But I remember this one story. We had to do a presentation about about ecosystems. Right? Uh-huh. And I go up. I, it was a group of two or three of us. And I recall... So there was this one kid. And he was probably the most annoying. He was like a, a smart bully. He was like a nerd yeah. bully. yeah. And he would make fun of kids. I think he honed in on me a little bit in certain situations. But he really came at me when our groups got assigned. And I got assigned with this girl. 
that I am certain he liked. Mm-hmm. I know he did. She was she's a cute girl. Cute mm-hmm. girl. Smart. Cute. And she got assigned to my group. So we were working together for like weeks. Look at that. And I bet he was he was like, you stupid old nerd. Right. <laughs> you go back to the dumb class. Right. They all knew that's where I came from. Right. So that was probably even worse. Like, oh, this kid just gets to come hang out with us. He's in the dumb class. Because those kids probably were in the same class for a very long time. Yep. All through yep. and then fifth, you get sixth, the new seventh kid, grade. Yeah, and three it's, years. It's almost impossible. Yeah. They all knew each other. Yep. And I was this new kid i was like i was the geek i guess that's where i probably use the word geek i was the geeky new kid Mm -hmm. even though it's like but you're all a bunch of geek nerds we're all that's why we're all here right but they just didn't accept me in the same way and he he i remember every word i would say in my presentation he would like call out that i was pronouncing it wrong huh or something and it was like so because i remember like he was saying it's ecosystem i was like what what and like threw me off i was like what right you're coming to me Coming to me right now, in the middle of my presentation about the ecosystems. Yeah, I think I think that made him jealous. Just that she was in my group, but it's not like I was. I'm like, yeah. I wasn't dating her. I wasn't talking her up. Right. I was just trying to get my work done. Right. Trying to get on that board. Right. Yeah. So that, that's how it all kind of started. Whew. Oh man, I got heart palpitations yeah. thinking about that. It took me back, man. Wow. Some PTSD level stuff yeah. right there. So you know what I need? I need a game break. Game break. So today it's going to be pretty simple. Okay. We're not going to get we're not playing a game today. I just want to talk a little bit about some different things. Uh, I want to I will ask you a quick trivia question though. And okay. I just kind of want to talk about this. Geek and nerd, we kind of talked about the modern day like understanding of it. Right. But if you really think back, you know, a lot of words in our language have had different meanings over the years. Okay. So let's go all the way back. Let's start with geek. All right. So, what do you think the first documented case hmm. of the word geek being used dates back to. Hmm. I'll give you a couple years. Okay. So do you think it was 1960, 1955, or 1916? I'm going to say 16. 1916 yeah. is correct. Now at that time, this is going to come back to what I said earlier, the term was used to describe sideshow freaks in circuses. Oh, okay. So that's where that came from. Specifically, it was typically attributed to those circus performers who were known for doing, like, the crazy things. Right. Uh, like Snake Boy or, or Biting Heads Off Bats, Ozzy style. Right. That's kind of where that came from. So those those were considered geek shows within the circus. So you had circus shows and then you had the geek shows. Which isn't really a thing as much anymore. I mean, you see them at like state fairs sometimes, right? Like, the t- like we have our state fair, like the tiniest woman, yep, or the snake boy. I've never gone in. And look, I mean, it just seems fake. I, I think I went into like the largest alligator, or maybe even the tiny yeah. horse. Maybe yeah, the tiny horse one. That's another one. That's a staple of our state fair. Mm-hmm. The, the wolf boy. Yeah, you know, little things like that. Uh, seems super offensive. It does. Seems super offensive nowadays. It's probably, but I wouldn't go in there and be like. It's the it's the tiniest horse. I'm like, oh look at that geek. Right. <laughs> that geek in there. There's a geek in there. <laughs> now let's talk about nerd. Same thing. The first documented case of nerd was it 1960, 1950, or 1916? 1960, 1950, or 1916? I'm gonna say 16 again. No. 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 In fact, it is 1950. 1950. Mm. And it was in a Dr. Seuss writing. Get out of here. Yes, it was in Dr. Seuss's If I Ran the Zoo. 
And the specific text was this. A Nurkle, a nerd, and a seersucker too. So that was the first like documented uh, case of nerd showing up in literature. Wow. Yeah. And one year after that came out, it was the first time in a, some uh, newspaper article or something was when the term nerd got used in a way that we're more, more familiar with now. So it was like a year later, okay. which is kind of interesting. Uh, but back then, it was sort of a connotation for like a square. Like, oh, he's square. Right. That boy's a square. So kind of like replaced the term square gotcha. with nerd. Because not a lot of people Use... would say square. No, not, not nowadays. But see, as the great Huey Lewis stated... It's hip to be square. It is hip to be square. It's hip to be nerd. It's hip to be nerd, in my honest opinion. But here's something really interesting. The last thing about nerd. This may or may not be true. But this is a, a popular theory about where nerd as a sound came from. Okay. And I believe, let's see, let's see, I'll find it, I'll find it. So in a certain territory, nerd was spelled with a K. K-N-U-R-D. Hmm. K-N-U-R-D. What is that backwards? K-N... Drunk. You are drunk. So a nerd would be someone who didn't go out and party oh, and get wow. drunk. Oh, wow. Okay. So they, the reverse of drunk get out of would here. be a nerd. Isn't that fun? That is interesting. I don't know if it's true, but I certainly hope that that is the origin of the term nerd, because that would be amazing. Yeah. How wow, cool is that, that right? is pretty cool. Pretty next level. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. So that does it for our game break, and now let's just get back into it. Man. So uh, this is a fun, this is a fun one. Yeah. Fun to talk about. Also depressing because <laughs> of the memories that have to come out. Now, I want to kind of focus on gamer stereotyping because that is sort of the focus. I am Game Dave after all. You are. So gaming, you said you were an NES boy. Do you remember kids talking about video games in school yes did they seem to not fit in the same way as say uh, you're just your average kid the way you hiding behind your cloaks right right <laughs> did did they fit in the same way you did those nerds right you know i think i think there were different levels because growing up you know, Nintendo Everything. power. It was huge. It yeah. Was huge. Yeah. Yeah. All the, like that you wanted the, the game codes yeah. and how to, you know, how do you beat this level? All, all sorts of things. But it felt so you were trading, childish. You were too. trading games like, you know, at the game locker. trading was a thing. Yeah. Yep. And I think for the kids who like that was everything to them, that's mm -hmm. all they talked about. Yeah. They were the nerds. Right. But the kids who maybe you played a sport and you traded games passing or, interest, you know, yeah, yeah passing interest. They they got away without the label. Yeah, yeah, because Nintendo was so popular. Like the NES mm -hmm. revived the gaming industry. Yeah, revolutionary. Yeah, because people kids weren't really swapping Atari cards no. in school. I think that the NES made it to where kids would bring NES cards, and that lasted a while. I don't think it was ever as intense as it was with the Nintendo until uh, yep. gaming became more mainstream, like it is now. Yeah, but with the NES, I mean, it was. Really, the parents were the ones that had that stigma about gaming being, you know, oh, they're, they're turning their brains to mush. Exactly. Like You're wasting the, your time. All the articles were all about that. And in school, I actually met one of my best friends because of Final Fantasy. 
Really? And this was eighth grade. So after my turmoil, my turmoil of switching from uh, the the dumb class to the smart class, and honestly, I think those kids in the, in the other class, they had way more common sense than these. Right. <sighs> Infuriates me. So in eighth grade, in English class, my teacher had an assignment or daily assignment time where you would work on you, you could work on your homework or you could work on papers that you needed to do or you could do silent reading time mm. and everybody had to always have some sort of book with them interesting and i had gotten to the point where i was kind of done reading like i'm not a reader anymore at least not of typical like novels or anything like that so mm-hmm. reading kind of died out for me I would say around late middle school, junior high. Okay. And, but we just, he's like, as long as it's printed material and you're reading it, it's fine. But we always had to have some sort of reading book. So I had with me the Final Fantasy VII strategy guide. Okay. Right? Right. Final Fantasy VII strategy guide. It's got words in it. So I would read that. And then my friend, Steve, Steven, who is a big Final Fantasy VIII fan, which I talked about briefly in my Final Fantasy VIII Doesn't Suck video. Because mm. I have a weird history with Final Fantasy VIII, as we discussed in that, briefly in that other episode. And he, I saw, I didn't know him. I was sitting there, I was looking through. Uh, I was working on doing crazy, like, materia co- uh, combinations and things like that. And I saw him pull out a book very similarly sized. And it was the Final Fantasy VIII Strategy Guide. That's weird. What a weird coincidence. Everybody uh-huh. else, you know, had like, you know, some old playing the Hardy Boys or something. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> the Hardy, I don't think the Hardy Boys mattered when I was in junior high. But that's <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. That's weird. You ever read the Hardy Boys? No. Me neither. So I don't know why I said that. And I looked at it and I was like, wow. So I like snuck over. I was like, Final Fantasy. It's Final Fantasy. Right. You like Final Fantasy? He's like, yeah. Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy? I was like, yeah, Final Fantasy. And then he's like, hey, shut up. No talking. Sustained silent reading right now. So then we waited. Right. And then at lunchtime, we sat to, with each other. I was like, oh, so funny. You like Final Fantasy? He's like, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII. It was the first game you ever played in the Final Fantasy series. I was like, boy, I'm about to open your world up. Final Fantasy VIII is your first Final Fantasy? That's nasty. We got to fix that. So you know, my first was Final Fantasy One on the NES. Mm-hmm. So I saw sort of a progression more so. So going from one to the Super Nintendo games and then seven... It was huge. Right. And he was like starting with eight. I was like, you don't even know your history. You got to get schooled. Right. At school. And that's kind of where I found a fellow Final Fantasy nerd. That was the first Final Fantasy nerd that I sort of had a connection with outside. Because to me, Final Fantasy was strictly something that I geeked out over. It was just for me. Nobody else knew about it. Right. Like my circles. None of my friends that played games played it. Until I saw him with that Final Fantasy strategy guide. And I was like, holy moly. Somebody else plays Final Fantasy? And Final Fantasy is like this huge franchise. Right, right. Like, Eve, somebody else actually plays it? And then, go figure. So this is 8th grade. A year after the crazy was 7th grade. I It was like, hey, you should come over and hang out. We play games. So I went over and we hung out. And then he's like, oh, my other friend's going to come over. too. He likes Final Fantasy also. He's a big Final Fantasy 8 fan as well. He comes over and get this. He was one of the kids in that seventh grade class, the smart class. Get out. It was full of all the jerks. And he ended up not being a jerk. Wow. Go figure. 
Wow. Yeah. So we ended up all being buddies, and we would all three hang out all the time. Talk wow. about Final Fantasy. Huh. And they were all playing Final Fantasy VIII, and I'm still playing Seven because it's a better game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of like my first Final Fantasy nerd group. And mm-hmm. it did feel sort of outcasted, sort of stigmaed, because it was just us three. So, I, yeah, I didn't really talk about Final Fantasy at school, similar to you. Right. But it wasn't because I was hiding it necessarily. It's because in my mind, well, there's only two people at the school that even want to talk about it. So why bring it up? Right. Act like I don't, you know, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. Right. Eventually. I want to talk about this because we are, there's nothing we can do about it, but we're aging. Okay. Yes. We're getting older. Yes. Okay. I, you a little bit faster. <laughs> only because you had a head start. Okay. Only because you had a head start. <laughs> You're aging faster than me. What do you think about this stigma? A stigma time. A stigmatism. Mm-hmm. Can you be too old to play video games? Is there a point where it's weird that you're still playing video games? It's like, oh, how old are you, sir? Oh, 45, but I can't wait for that new Mario Party game to come out on the Switch. You know, I don't I don't think so. We've reached a point now that, you know, we were kids growing up, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, with video games. So we're only pushing that limit later and later. So... So it's us growing up, yes. having started with them. That's yes. why we continue. Exactly. So we we will be in the nursing homes playing video games mm-hmm. um, because that's what we grew up And not doing. just we bowling like they do right. now. No, no, no. It, it's going to be Final Fantasy VII or yeah. it's going to be, you know, whatever. <laughs> a, retro, a retro man right. playing a retro I'm game. I'm going to be playing, you know, Witcher 7 with uh, my adult diapers. Let's be honest. You'll be playing... <laughs> You know, you'll be playing Airden Arena on your right. iPhone, on your so, iPhone seven. So, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Cell phone. Um, I'll be on my Omni tool playing video <laughs> games. Um, yeah. So. So we're just pushing that envelope. OK. You know. And I think that's something that kind of happened. Like if you going back to the pre NES days when it came to the Atari, a lot of adults bought Atari, mm. I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then in between, I think, when Nintendo came up, Nintendo and Super Nintendo, they felt like they were toys. Right. These were game systems for kids. Right. So I don't think there were as many adults lining up to get a Super Nintendo unless they were getting it for their kid. Agreed. I mean, there were some, for sure, but not like it is now. No. Now you have adults taking off work to line up to get yeah. that. They're buying it for themselves yeah. and maybe and their the kids. kids can join yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're there to get that PlayStation. Yeah, even if Pro they didn't have their or... kids, they'd still yeah. want the system. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, Nintendo, of course, still has that stereotype of that it is more geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. But most of the people online that I see talking about the Switch are, are adults. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those, I think Switch is the, the more accepted. I mean, it just has that childlike atmosphere that gets mm. lost i think in some of the darker games yeah i think it's the software i think it's the the actual titles you know because i just think nintendo's more kid friendly yeah and you know what kid friendly games are just as good for adults mm-hmm. for sure do you think gaming is a waste of time no 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 do you think people still think gaming is a waste yes. of time? yes i recall uh, not to get not to get religious, ready? We're breaking down barriers. Not to get religious, but a friend of mine 
was talking about this this preacher that he's really into. Okay, and uh, he he likes games, mm-hmm. and he sent me this video where he's like, "Oh yeah, he did this uh, thing where he talked about gaming and Christians." Quick, quick question: How how old are you at this time? I was um, finishing up college. Okay, all right. Okay, so you're you're an adult. I'm an adult. Okay, I'm an adult. And this guy was talking about games because it's something I think in communities like like we're talking more conservative families mm-hmm. would probably say gaming is a waste of time. Right. And this guy said. And it made me fear. I don't even talk to that guy anymore mm. that sent me the video. <laughs> I was like, don't talk to me. Right. You did to me. So, okay, so he sent it to you, like, trying hey, to, check like, this out. Yeah, you need to. Well, no, because he played games. So I don't okay. know what he was thinking about. He okay. sent it to me, and he, the, I remember the quote was something like, um, look, he was trying to explain to people that video games weren't bad for you. They're not bad. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll like that. I think that's what it said. It was like, video games aren't bad or something right. like that. But then this is what the guy says. He says, and he's like one of those like young, like, I'm a hip Christian. He goes, his cowboy boots on. <laughs> video games aren't sinful, and video games aren't evil. They're just stupid. Gee, jeez. Oh, I was furious. I was fur- I was like, who the f- <laughs> like, I Right. Went, I went super not Christian. I was right. like, who the f- is this guy? Right. Get off my monitor right now. You suck. Wow. I hate this guy. And wow. I was so mad. And like I t- talked to uh, my buddy that sent it. And I was like, I was like, really? He's like, well, you know, maybe he brought up some good points. I'm like, screw you, too. Right. Good points. <laughs> screw that guy. And guess what? He got ultimately kicked off his uh, out of his church. Wow. So in his face. Wow. Idiot. <laughs> Because he was like embezzling money or so, I don't know, something with money or oh something my gosh. crazy. I was like, made me so mad. Right. Video games are stupid. Wow. Furious. If I, I wouldn't be probably as good at things as I am now if it wasn't for video yeah, games. Yeah, I think there's a number of things I think the video games help people with. At the very at the very base level, um, video games are just a form of play mm-hmm. and everybody needs de-stress right everybody everybody needs some kind of recreation or entertainment or yeah. play in their life no matter how old you are it's just part of the human need yeah you know and so if you enjoy video games and if it does nothing else but help you relax that's that has value i 100 percent agree and why is it that when you get older you have to spend your free time golfing. What is this fascination with older adults golfing? It's like, oh, now what are you going to do to relax? Oh, I'm going to go out on the golf course. Why not sit down, play some Final Fantasy? Well, play some play some video games. I think golf. It's funny because for a lot of people, golfing isn't relaxing. I know more golfers who get really frustrated, st- frustrated and stressed See, I'm out. I'm not a golfer, so yeah. I'd be very lost. Yeah, I well, I'm an NES open golfer. Right. I'll golf on a video game console because I love. Golf games, but. right? I think you know part of part of the draw to other activities outside of video games is for for people. Some people, it's an excuse to get out of the house mm. versus playing video games that keeps you keeps in you inside the, the house. house. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true, because I know my grandfather of Pop Plays, if you've mm, seen that series. Yes. Old Pop, he's still kicking around. He gets antsy. Mm-hmm. He he gets that thing where he has to get out of the house and, yep. and do something outside. Like it's very antsy. But then when he gets out of the house, then he's like antsy to get home. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we're all gonna go out to eat. And he's like, oh great. So he comes out and he's, you know, we're eating for a little bit. And then ten minutes into being there, he's like asking for the check. Wow. So he can get back home. It's like, what, what do you want, Pop? Right. Just choose. 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 Yeah, that antsiness of feeling like you're getting out, feeling like you're doing something. Right. I could see that. But I want to see that. I, I just want to go into the future and see what happens when it's us and we are in that nursing home. Or right. We are, you know, is grandpa going to be playing the games? Absolutely. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to it because the technology is just going to be mind boggling. Yeah. And. And I'm going to be thinking, these kids nowadays, <laughs> you know, starting with the PS8, they don't know what we started with. That's like me with Zach with the PS2. I'm like, PS2, really? Yeah. Really? That was your first experience? Man. Although, I guess, at that point, at this rate, with consoles, it's not going to be the PS8. It's going to be like the PS20 or 21 or something because... They're yeah. coming out a little sooner. Yeah. Or the PS Cloud, if it ends up, if everything goes digital and it becomes right. this weird right. online space. Or if consoles stop existing and they just become these stream boxes i don't know yeah it's another episode the one i'm afraid to talk about the death of consoles scares me Mm. well as a nerd i'm very afraid as a physical media nerd that's that's what i was gonna bring up yeah that's terrifying to you super super terrifying because then i don't have any ownership none let alone a cell phone game where i they can just die on me yep whoo yeah yeah i don't know i mean that's why i like i don't play enough switch I should play more Nintendo Switch because they have actual game cartridges. I mean, they're SD cards, basically. Right. But they have physical... The game's on there. Right. It's not... You don't have to... You can play it off of it. Man, so that's another episode right here is do you do you see yourself, you know, when you're in a nursing home playing the latest console or do you see going retro exactly because that's that's a tendency you have now mm-hmm. you know yeah so do you see yourself drawing a hard line and being like hey grandpa did you play the new final fantasy no that's you know when final fantasy 15 came out which is why i reviewed final fantasy 15 because i had stopped at final fantasy 10 mm. and i just did, didn't play 11 12 13 14 and then 15, I was like, all right, let's see if I can get back on board here. And I loved it. And I I mean, most people have a lot of crap to say about 15. Just watch my review, and you'll see what I thought. I really liked it. I beat the whole game, did everything I could in the game. I, I played some of the DLC as that started to come out, which I'm usually very anti-DLC. Just give me the complete game up front. Because then it starts to feel like a cell phone game where it's like, oh, update, now there's more to do. You're not finished. Sorry, mm. you're not done. But I kept up with a little bit of it. I think I will keep up with the new stuff because I generally get it, aside from Xbox. No offense, none taken. PlayStation is just, you know, I got to pick one and yeah. I can't be getting everything. Yeah. I can only do so much. But what really happens, especially with reviewing games and talking about games, I like to talk about the retro stuff because here's stuff you might miss. Right. But in my free time, I think I prefer in my free time now to play the more modern stuff. 
Interesting. I like to play the new stuff, which is where the VR stuff came from. I like to play that new those new experiences. Right. And Final Fantasy 15, when I finished that video, even though it was kind of like a weird thing, I was like, I'm doing this huge review on a modern game, which I usually don't do. Right. Even after the video was done, I went back and kept playing it. Wow. And that that's pretty rare. Usually when I do a video on a game, I'm so exhausted with it by mm -hmm. the end that I just have to decomp I'm just like done with this game. Mm -hmm. I'll probably never play you again. Mm -hmm. We've done so much together. Right. Too much to tell anyone. But that one I kept going. So I'm I'm excited to see what could happen. I Final Fantasy 15 just keeps getting updates and they keep adding stuff to it, but I'd like to see something a Final Fantasy 16 that's a medieval fantasy style mm. game. We haven't had that. No, yeah. In a long time. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So I want some classic, just this, even just the setting. Just get a medieval fantasy setting. Everybody's like, oh, it's cliche. It's old, you know. Why does everything have to be all futuristic or present day or modern? Just come on. Mm -hmm. Do some dragons. Do there some you go. dragons in my Final Fantasy again. Remember that? No, I guess nobody does. Because <laughs> they all started with the PS3 or something. Final Fantasy 13. What was the last Final Fantasy you played? 10. 10. Mm -hmm. So see? You get it. Yeah. And 10 I liked. 10 yeah, is, I enjoyed 10. 10's got some really stupid stuff in it, but it was still a fun game. Mm -hmm. The gameplay kept me going. Man. So the nerd segment. Last thing. I know we're going long on this one because of my, my s distressed tales of middle school. But I want to talk about one more stigma that I think is one that I perpetuate, and it's super negative. It's bad. I shouldn't think this way, but I do. So this is, I'm going to come out and I'm going to apologize up front. Because this is a dumb mindset. This is just as bad as assuming a guy with glasses on is a dork. Mm. Just because he has glasses. Mm -hmm. Gamer bros. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's... It sort of has... There's two sides of the coin. So you've got a gamer. Like, it's this weird thing of separating gamers into categories. But... Right. It all comes to Madden. Hmm. Madden. I feel like there are groups that only play games like Madden. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like the jock of gamers. Right. What are your thoughts on that? The Madden. Have you ever played a Madden game? No, I haven't. Have you ever wanted to play a Madden game? No. Yeah, I... me, me neither. Well, I, I have... I'm not really much into sports ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Understandable. But there are times when I wish I was mm -hmm. because... Those types of games, like they come out all the time, they're like constantly updated. They're, they're constantly updated. They're such an, an, an array. The of, AI stuff apparently is really impressive. I really wish I could get into those games. Um, I've tried. Yeah, I can't. Can't do it. I can't. I'm just not. I'm just not into it. Do you feel like there's a commu a specific community around these Madden games? Because we just had uh, E3 just happen, and uh -huh. I don't recall hearing a lot about sports games. I think FIFA's like the big sports right. game. I think there used to be, at the beginning, mm -hmm. like that's what people, you know, like this is the kind of the, the genre of video games that they preferred. Mm -hmm. But now I think, like, I hate to say this, I'm going to making a stereotype myself. Yeah, let's get those negative comments right. rolling. Right, But like if you, uh, I'm going to hear it. <laughs> Um, you know, like if you play like Call of Duty, you probably play Madden, right? Dude, that's where I was gonna go. Yeah. It's a scary, it's a slippery slope. The Call of Duty, the, the Call of Duty shooters only, mm -hmm. Mountain Dew, Cheeto fingered, right? 
bro gamer. I, I don't know why in my mind it's like this bro gamer thing. And this is the thing. My Final Fantasy nerd buddies did play Call of Duty mm-hmm. and were really into it. And they weren't these like annoying meathead guys. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, and I think it comes from my, my uh, a friend of mine said that his girlfriend, uh, you know, he was talking about how I, I'm a gamer. I'm game right. Dave. I play games. And in her mind, what gamer meant? Wow. Oh, it, it uh, PO'd. Right. So you're this it jerk in her mind. Me. It PO'd me. Wow. <laughs> because her thought was that I live in my mom's basement. Oh, okay. I've got my Doritos. And your Mountain Dew. I got my Mountain Dew. And I'm lazy. So this is like the totally, I've never thought of gamers this way ever right but she thinks that oh a gamer oh he just sits around plays call of duty all the time he's late for everything you got the headset he's lazy yep he's, you know you're sweaty and you haven't showered at, cussing at 13 year olds on call of duty right shooting them yeah headshot uh, f you good luck on your exams right and that made me so mad that she was like oh so he's like that mm. no what like to me the the gamer stigma was always that we're you sort of maybe socially awkward, but no, I don't think everybody is, obviously. Right. Uh, just this nerdy, sort of intelligent group of people that really like this digital entertainment, and we all share like similar values, but I can see there are people like that with the Call of Duty. All they do is buy the new Call of Duty. Right. And they just, you know, it's it's almost like, oh, those are the Xbox gamers, <laughs> and which we know isn't true, but right. it gives that illusion. Oh, Xbox gamers, they just play first-person shooters. Right. They love their Dew, the Kickstart Mountain Dew, the Gamer Fuel, and their Doritos and Cheetos or whatever, and they just sit in their basement all day and don't get any work done. Right. They go They go to their job at Wawa, and then as soon as they get off, they come downstairs, and they play, shut up, Mom, I'm not taking the trash out. Right, right. I don't think there's that many people like that. I don't think so either, and I think part of the stigma or, or the reason we think that is because there's a lot of marketing and advertising that actually feeds into those stereotypes yeah like doritos and mountain dew it's you know they they advertise themselves as gamer fuel mm-hmm. you know yeah which turns me off i actually don't that made me hate mountain dew yeah 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 like, i think I me too actually hate, like i refuse to drink mountain dew because of the assumption oh classic game dave right drinking the dew gotta right. do the dew right, right gamer i'm like screw you give yeah. me a i'll take a a, a pepsi Right. Diet Pepsi? Ugh, I hate Pepsi. Yeah, I was going to say. Pepsi's the worst. <laughs> bring the... Com- bring- come at me, bro. Yep. Yep. Coke is better than Pepsi. Hands down. Hands down. But I will say, I used to only drink Pepsi. What? I was raised on Pepsi. See, I was raised on Coke. In high school, I switched to Pepsi, and my mini fridge was just Pepsi. I remember you saying that. And then I switched back to Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But the best drink... My, if I was going to pick a gamer drink, if mm-hmm. I had to, I'd be fine with associating with it. Vault. Mm. Vault was my favorite soda of all time. It was basically the reincarnation of Surge, but it was better than Surge. And they brought Surge back for that limited yeah. time. Vault was amazing. Larry loves Vault. Vault, so good. And you can't get it anymore. You I can. first found it when I went to school down south. They had Vault in the vending machines. I was like, what is this? sweet nectar right of the gods oh drinks like a soda kicks like an energy drink that was the slogan yep and i yep. just mini fridge full of vault constantly that what, was probably what, healthy what was, what was their slogan they're like get to it yeah something like yeah, yeah. right after the the drinks like a soda kicks like an energy drink. Get yeah. to it. it was like really intense it was almost like the old like sega 
Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was not a Sega boy either. Those were good commercials. Vault. Delish. Who says advertising doesn't work? Got me. Got me. Got me good. Mm-hmm. Bring back Vault is probably like a very dangerous drink. Right? <laughs> Super. They probably took it off because, yeah, I'm I'm not going to live past 50 because I, <laughs> I drink so many cans of Vault. All right. Let's move on. We, we've, I think we've covered enough of the stigma for now yeah. and have probably outed ourselves. It's time for some Q&A. Q&A. A couple of questions. Now, you might say, where are these questions coming from? Game Dave, well, the originals came from Patreon, our lovely supporters on Patreon, but we're at the point now where leave a comment. I'm gonna I'm checking the comments. We're checking the comments. So if you have a question for the question and answer segment, leave it in the comments on this video and uh, we'll get to it. So here's our first QA from the comments. This is from Agent Orange. Dangerous name. <laughs> hey Game Dave. This is going back to the VR episode. Okay. Hey, Game Dave, in your opinion, what is the difference between an experience and a walking simulator? Because mm. the way you were describing experiences, I couldn't help but think of walking simulators. Now, you know about a walking simulator, right? Refresh my memory. So a walking simulator is kind of like, you know, I talked about the Apollo game yes. in VR, where it's it's you're not really doing a lot of gameplay. You're, right. you're kind of just going through the motions in sort of a walking simulator experience so you're walking through the game gotcha. and things are happening around you gotcha. but you're not directly interacting gotcha that's how i would define it and then i would say an experience would be something that isn't really i guess you would take out the the walking simulation aspect to have just like a vr experience mm -hmm. like the uh the josh bell experience that you're super oh my pumped God. About. <laughs> that that was his name i think right yeah i, I, I think you're forgetting. right uh so <laughs> to me i think the experience it might be the same a walking simulator and an experience but in in the general sense, mm -hmm. but the walking simulator really is you're sort of just going through a very linear mm -hmm. game that has a definite would end. Would you even call it a game? I would go back to saying it's an experience, yeah. kind of like I said in the episode. So, walking simulator, I think, is just a more defined category underneath an, a VR experience that isn't a VR game. Right. So, walking simulator is maybe a specific way that that game in VR occurs mm -hmm. so you're walking through it mm -hmm. so you're actually stepping into the shoes right. of the character right. and just letting They're it happen kind of to you POV. as opposed to an experience where you might be out of body and not actually in some sort of character right so that's probably how i would that's right. right yeah yeah absolutely next up oh i gotta i gotta zoom way in on this one because i don't know how to pronounce it ready zolwick wickerwick zolwick zolwick wicker zolwick wickerwick Right? Does that seem right? Zol Zolwick Wakerwick. Yeah, that looks phonetically. I'm uh, phonetically, sure. I'm sure you'll let me know if that's right or wrong, or maybe you just made your account and just you just threw a basketball at a keyboard and whatever stuck. That was your username. <laughs> Said Dave, what PS4 are you using? Huh. So very recently, well, it feels recent because I haven't had a lot of chance to test it, but I switched from the original PS4, my launch PS4 that I bought on launch day. Um, and I have recently switched to a white, a crisp glacier white PS4 Pro. So I'm now using the PS4 Pro. Gerald, what you rocking? Um, OG PS4. Yeah, still yeah. the original. Mm -hmm. You don't have a slim or anything like that. Just no, the no. Original I had I had style. the slim PS3, but mm -hmm. I have the original PS4. Yeah. Yeah, I have too many PS3s because my original PS3 was the fat one. Mm. 
which died. Mm-hmm. So then I got another fat PS3, which had the backwards compatibility for right. PS2. Right, And that's one that I have set up, and I'm worried that it's going to go. Yeah. So now, then I got a Slim. Mm-hmm. The, the original Slim, not the super Slim. Right, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was, that was mine, the original Slim. All right, and last question from Skids X. Skids X. Game Dave, can I be your intern? <laughs> It doesn't pay well. It doesn't. It, it doesn't pay well. It pays zero. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> Send me an email. Uh, do you need an intern? I could probably use an intern. There you go, SkidsX. Email us. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know. So if there's a topic that you want to see on the Digitally Distracted show, of course, you can now leave it in the comments. We'll be checking the comments. Or you can use the hashtag Digitally Distracted on Twitter. You can also just at me on Twitter. Let me do that as well. I'll probably see it. Okay. And I'm going to be calling out for topics and questions in the future on Twitter. So make sure you're following me there. And of course, you can become a supporter on the Patreon page. It was a good, uh, good experience for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like we've fought the gamer stigma at all? I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. But thanks for getting digitally distracted with us. I'm Game Dave. I'm Gerald. See you later.